0: From our guest bedroom this is did you pack snacks a family travel podcast howdy y'all my name is colin and i'm meg and this is the podcast where we chat all things high all things low and all the long miles in between of traveling with kids that's right folks we are parents ourselves i thought you were gonna chime in but nope <laughs> awkward silence i was envisioning i was like that's right folks we are parents ourselves and you're like yep we got two girls. And that's right, Megan. This is going to be back and forth, high energy, fun podcast. But instead, I'm leading this by myself.
1: Oh, man.
0: Maybe you can tell the people what the episode is about today.
1: The episode today is we're doing a country deep dive.
0: That's my we're under the water sound.
1: Going into all the nitty gritty on the country of Vietnam. Ooh,
0: what a great country.
1: We spent a month there. We
0: spent a month there back in 2022. Yes. We were there for a whole month. We were in Hoi An, we were in Da Nang, we were in Hanoi, we were in Sapa. And so we did some we checked off some of the bucket list experiences there. Yeah,
1: I feel like we got a good vibe check. And I think we're going to have some helpful tips for anyone that maybe wants to visit Vietnam this year. Yeah. So so yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah. if you can't tell I am so sick, or I just sound sick.
0: Really? I can't tell, You can't tell? I sound like I
1: have like plugging my nose when I'm talking.
0: (laughs) Well, and me, I'm just, I just took Tylenol an hour ago, so I'm good.
1: I feel like January has been the month that everything that our kids get, we We get. get. So it feels like this revolving door of sickness, and I'm kind of over it.
0: Oh, I'm so over I'm January. I'm feeling
1: this seasonal depression of being here in January. It's cold. Everyone's sick all the time. I just miss the sun.
0: I'm a snowbird and I just wish. I mean, we did this last year. Where in January, we went and lived a month in Mexico. Yeah,
1: we went to Mexico. What, Geniuses. What were we thinking? Not having something planned. Well, we we planned
0: something, but it was for the end of February. That's not soon enough. Like,
1: yeah, that's right. It's not soon enough. We're ding-dongs. Okay, so I if actually you- have to pause and go blow my nose. You can leave that in if you want.
0: Go blow your nose, and we'll be right back, folks. <laughs> Alright, Megan's gone And I just want to take this time to just have a one-on-one with the audience Just me and you It's never been just me and you So I just want to tell y'all Man, I appreciate y'all Just appreciate y'all Listening to the podcast Tuning in from wherever you are Our top cities are Atlanta and Charlotte, Chicago So if you guys are in those cities Man, just want to say thank you We got some new listeners from Australia this week sending us dms over on instagram megan you can come back i'm just having a one-on-one with the audience okay but from wherever you are listening to in the whole world we just want to say thank you and we're back to the show all right so we're (laughs) gonna do a deep dive on vietnam but first megan yeah we got a burning question.
1: We have a burning question. Explain
0: what a burning question is.
1: A burning question is a question that you send to me in our DMs and we decide to read it on air and answer it for everyone. Which is why it's burning. Yes, it's burning. It's because just- it's on your mind, on your heart. So this is from Gabrielle. She says, we are wanting to go overseas with the kids this August or September, and would love your options, or opinions, sorry. Okay. Thinking either Iceland, Ireland, or England. What do you guys think? Any recommendations?
0: My mind is made up. What? Oh, and
1: I I looked, because I actually knew her back in college, and I went over and clicked over, she has three kids that kind of look like, Seven-ish and younger. Okay.
0: But no babies. Younger. Okay. No babies. Yeah, That's good to they're know. They're past
1: the baby stage.
0: No strollers.
1: Well, I mean, maybe a stroller, but, you know, everybody can walk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a, a diaper change every now and then. Maybe. But, like, still pretty mobile. Pretty mobile. Um, yeah. No formula. No breastfeeding. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Good. We covered our bases. So, our options are Iceland, Ireland, or England. Yep. This is easy.
1: Okay. What would you say? Let's
0: say it together at the same time what we think each other is going to say, okay? Well, no.
1: Let's say what we would choose.
0: I know. One, two, three. Ireland. Whoa. I did it on purpose.
1: I actually knew that you were going to choose Iceland, so I just wanted to spice up our answer. All
0: right. Well, you give me your reasons why Ireland. Okay. I'll tell. say why England, but first let's dis-England and why England (laughs) did not make the cut.
1: I think England would be great if you, like... It's just a different vibe because Iceland and Ireland feel very road trip friendly. You're at your own pace. You're going to see a lot of natural landscapes. Mm -hmm. You can kind of set your own road trip itinerary, be on your own schedule. You're most likely going to live out of your rental car. Yes. England feels a different vibe. You're you're definitely going to spend a good amount of time in London. How could you not? It's an amazing city.
0: Love London.
1: But you're going to have like the big city vibes. And then you're you might rent a car and go down to like Cotswolds or something. Mm -hmm. But you're probably going to be utilizing the train system and visiting places from there. So for me, that one just stands out as kind of a different trip, which if London is a bucket list destination, I'm team England. Like you're going to love it. Although August
0: will be hot. But go i mean it's that's gonna, the main reason why I you're said not no.
1: you're not gonna be disappointed but i do think that the other two trips have more of a similar vibe yeah and maybe for like a family i feel like unless you're just city driven i would just because we are who we are and you're asking our opinion right i would choose one of the road trip yeah, Destinations. The
0: unofficial tagline of Colin and Meg <laughs> Travels is road trips around the world.
1: Yeah, we like um, a good road trip. All right,
0: give me why Ireland.
1: I just liked it because it's probably one of the warmer times of year that sure. you can visit. Ireland can be really windy, so the wind chill can make it real cold. Um, I love that everything would be green. I just liked the road trip vibe. And I was imagining them like hopping in their car and driving to Dingle and exploring the coast, stopping on the roadside to see like castles. And then you have lambs and Mm. the cliffs of Maher. Like, I just felt like wow, there are a lot of things to see. Yeah. But it's also a great place because you can look at all of the options and then pick and choose the ones that stand out the most to you. It's really easy with kids because- Very laid back. Very laid back. All back. All the pubs have like, kid-friendly food for lack of a better word you get french fries everywhere fish and chips yeah um i just feel like the gas stations are incredible and like conveniently it's really easy to drive around ireland People are friendly you don't hit a lot of traffic i mean obviously you probably explore dublin for a day or two yeah but other than that you just don't really encounter like stress sure it kind of feels stress-free yeah, but also beautiful. Yeah, everywhere you look is
0: it's, everything's po- poetic, and someone's playing music and you're in your in the background at, at all times.
1: Yeah, and it's just you, very yeah. iconic. And so for me, I was just like, man, that feels like a win. You're gonna see beautiful things. Okay. You're gonna have a relaxing trip, like with your kids. Stop when you want to. Go to a gas station for snacks. Okay. I don't know. I thought it would be a win. And and you don't have to pack like excessive winter gear. Like you're not oh, going to encounter that snow. That is a
0: win. Okay. All right. But this is why I think you should go to Iceland though. It's everything that Megan just mentioned. Yeah. But you want to kick it up a notch. Say you want to board a ferry and go see the largest puffin colony in the world. True. Well, it just so happens August and September is the best time to see it. More preferably mid to late August. Um, and then you have the midnight sun well not really that'll be kind of july but august you'll still have daylight until late in the evening long
1: days right
0: so the opportunity for road trip is the same as ireland um i would give it also a laid-back vibe
1: it can be you'll not
0: be in like traffic really you're not you know wheezing through skyscrapers you're you know, there's gas stations with great hot dogs everywhere. I will say Ireland would be easier on the wallet.
1: Food, yeah, and Ireland I- would be easier just to get a cheaper meal. Where Iceland, it's kind of like you're just gonna spend money.
0: You're gonna spend between fifty to eighty dollars at lunch if you're eating out. Yeah, uh, but you could do the Airbnb route. Yes, it's gonna be like between two and three hundred bucks a night. But then if you get groceries, which are, save money, there are a lot. Uh, you can just eat spaghetti every night or hot dogs, which is what we've done before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the landscape is way more dramatic, black sand beaches, cliffs, mountains. You can even see, you can even go kayaking on, on a glacier, glacier lagoon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Iceland's got its perks. It's a little more expensive. If you want a little bit more adventure, I would say Iceland, if this is your first international foray, and say your youngest kid is still super young, then you're like, let's just do Ireland, just as cool, just as friendly. People are great.
1: I would look up like a couple. Honestly, I would be the deciding factor for me is I would like look up a couple Pinterest photos mm. of Ireland and Iceland.
0: So you're saying make a scrapbook,
1: or make a little like vision board and like pick out a few Which things. Is a scrapbook. From sure. the 90s. <laughs> okay, make a little vision board and then whichever one you're like okay, maybe Iceland's a little bit more money, maybe it's a little bit more work, but I want to see that, mm. then like that might be your deciding factor or same with Ireland. Maybe you're going to like pull up a couple images of things that you could see and you're going to be like, I want my kids to see castles. Yes. So honestly, I feel like that could be the deciding factor. You're going to have a great time. Thanks for asking our opinion. Yeah. It means a lot.
0: Yeah. Oh, one more. Ah, I was going to add one more thing. We have time. Okay, we have time. I was just going to say the reason why I chose Iceland is because it's if you're in August, you've spent the whole summer sweating, wearing shorts. You're ready for like a little change. If you want that early fall experience, then go to Iceland. Pack a light sweater. Well, maybe a little bit thicker and you'll be grand. Anyways, that was our burning question of the week. We hope you enjoy going to any of those destinations. Gabrielle. Gabrielle, am I saying that right? Yeah um if you go to any of these places because we told you please let us know
1: okay also i you have, can't
0: see this but i'm giving a double thumbs up yes
1: he's giving a double thumbs up also i have some news that i wanted to share that i'm just proud of what okay so we talk a lot about the Faroe islands we love it it was one of our favorite trips that we've taken oh, as a family
0: this is, this is great news yo. and we
1: worked with our tourism board while we were visiting And so we got this email. Anyway, there's been an exchange, but we finally got the photo that showed.
0: Do you have your phone on you? Yeah. I'm going to show the YouTube viewers the photo. Okay. If you're listening on Spotify, sorry. You're just going to have to pull over, hop on over to YouTube and I'm going to walk over. We got
1: the confirmation in this little photo that they chose one of our pictures from our time there. Colin's showing it to the camera now. They chose- Live on YouTube only. (laughs) They chose one of our pictures to be in the airport, like blown up, taking up an entire wall. It's me and Liv in front of a waterfall, and it's basically in their spot in their main airport where you would go to um, get like information about what you want to do when you're in the pharaohs
0: i mean the airport is not big
1: this is i mean it's not big you walk in and you're gonna see liv and i, I mean, on the wall the
0: the baggage claim area is pretty much the size of our house right it's super cute you walk in it's this really is, cute this is the major airport of the country and you'll see Megan and Liv just frolicking around I know. under a waterfall. I'm
1: really excited. I hope that somebody that's somehow connected to us visits relatively soon because I just want
0: yeah. like
1: somebody to take a selfie with us. I think that would be so I cool. Mean,
0: we can just
1: go and i feel like we've made our mark you know who knows how long they'll keep it up on the wall that's
0: the standard now every country we go we need to be on the billboard
1: oh god no that doesn't (laughs) need to be the standard but it was just a really sweet honor for them to use one of our photos so that was fun
0: yes thank you to all you kind folks from the fair islands we hope we'll be back someday and that someday i'm thinking summer 2025 see you there
1: colin likes to plan ahead all right so should we get into it
0: let's do it the deep dive the vibe check vietnam
1: let's go vietnam we had never been there before this was our very first time and we made a grand entrance into the country because when we were visiting there were a lot of covid protocols that were still in place when it comes to visas and yes getting permission and let's just say we had a little fatigue. I must have misread something and I did it well, wrong. Well, here's
0: here's the thing. We went to Vietnam on our live anywhere with Airbnb year. Yes. The year where we were selected by Airbnb to travel. We went to 15 countries. Vietnam was country number 14.
1: Yeah, we had, we had done so some damage. We were a little fatigued.
0: We have been playing like a board game pretty much all year long. Like, oh, this let's go to this country, bought tickets. Oh, what are the COVID restrictions? up oh, can't go there. go like So we've been playing this game right. all year we long. We really
1: never knew where we were going to be 30 days from any point in time. Yeah. Like it just kept changing. Needless to say, our grand entry into the country was that I didn't have visas for my kids because I listed them. Well, was it only for you? Well, no, I got one for you. Oh, you didn't need one because you're from Malaysia with a Malaysian passport. I needed one. And then on my visa, I had to list dependents. So I listed the girls and thought, done. Like, we're good. Yeah. No, we weren't good. No. We got there and they were appalled. Like, could not believe that I had. How dare you? How dare I? So then I'm like, well, can I apply right now? I'm literally looking at an office of immigration.
0: And let me tell you, there was no one at the airport. Because tourism was like at a zero.
1: Yeah, tourism was at a zero. And we were at this point, everybody from our plane had left the airport, gotten their bags. It was just us and And, the employees.
0: And 20 officers.
1: And like 20 officers. Long story short, they made a lot of exceptions. (laughs) And for some... By the grace of God, honestly, yeah. they didn't put us back on the plane.
0: Because they they were holding the plane they for They were us. holding
1: the plane just in case. And they made a bunch of exceptions, allowed us to apply in person. And we got through security and into the country. But man, I'll never forget our, yeah. our grand welcome there. But what
0: does that say about Vietnam? Like, what was that first impression for you?
1: That first impression was like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't even know. I wouldn't say it was a country first impression. I immediately just felt like, I'm, I'm doing everything wrong. I don't yeah. belong here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, what it said to me was like, it's a country that's like, we'll make it work.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. good vibe. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, like, we'll make it work. All right,
0: You don't have everything together. We'll just, we'll, we're going to figure it out. I'm going to escort your husband out of the airport, go through customs to go get cash because why don't you have Vietnamese dong on, on you? Uh, and then we'll take your picture. We'll make you pay a fee. Like, let's just figure it out. Oh, yeah, and let's make it happen.
1: I know because once we actually applied, they're like, Okay, now you have to pay in the local currency. I'm like, We just got off the plane. Yeah, you can't even exchange money until you get through customs. Right. Why would we have local currency on us? No, but they made an exception. So, thank you, Vietnam, because apart from that, we would not have spent a month there.
0: Vietnam, they make it happen.
1: They make it happen.
0: Um, let's go through like the main facts about Vietnam, right? Okay. Just the 30,000 feet, like what are the facts that you should know so number one there are several main hubs if you are traveling from the U.S. you're probably going to fly into Ho Chi Minh or Hanoi if you are traveling from Asia you may you can even add Da Nang to that list which is a bustling metro by the coast that's where we flew into uh, but we also flew to Hanoi Um, so those are your kind of main three airports yeah Um, you can, we'll talk about the other destinations later, but let's talk about on the Colin and Meg scale of affordability, Megan, one to five, where does this country rank?
1: Is five very affordable and one, what's, how do I, we've never done that before. The
0: higher the number is the more expensive. Okay. I
1: would give it a 1.5.
0: A one point five.
1: Yeah, it was really affordable. Okay. I felt. I mean, honestly, of course, anywhere you go, you can like choose the most expensive place to stay and spend more money. But for really nice, average stays, yeah, very affordable food, very very affordable.
0: affordable. Getting around, very very affordable. affordable. Uh, we did splurge. It was our opportunity to splurge on, like, a luxury hotel one time. Yeah. And we were able to do so because we could offset the budget. So, yeah. yes, it's affordable, which is what you would expect in Southeast Asia. I would say, when once we got to the city, uh, if you wanted not Vietnamese food, yes, it's going to cost.
1: Yeah, like, by the time we got to Hanoi, we were just craving, like, Tacos, Mexican food.
0: <laughs> which there was a great taco and they place. had
1: it but you just were yeah. paying like ten dollars a meal instead of if you're eating local food you're $2. paying two dollars a meal
0: um fun fact number three it's not necessarily a road trip road trip friendly country so like no you don't know, colin and meg <laughs> wouldn't rent a car and drive through the country with kids
1: i would say that there's an organized chaos to how they drive. And similar to what I've experienced in India, it's just like there are no rules, but somehow everybody functions and doesn't hit each other because there aren't rules. But for somebody that's not used to that level of driving, Mm. where lines don't matter and direction doesn't matter and it's just really how loud you honk your horn, I would not say get a map, rent a car, and go to town. Um, I, I would definitely take advantage of the trains, Ubers, Grabs, and use that to navigate, or overnight buses, we can get into that. But I would get into use those transportation over driving yourself for sure.
0: So like Megan said, you got around using Grab, which is kind of like the Uber of Asia. Uh, You would go by train to different cities, which is super fun. We did an overnight train. You can also do buses. We also did an overnight bus.
1: I don't know that I'd recommend that one, but it was an experience.
0: <laughs> right. And then you can also use the local budget airline called Vietjet, which was awesome we used it that as well. Yeah. Um before we get into all the fun stuff, here's some homework that you need to do. If you are planning a trip to Vietnam, this movie is going to just Or mm. if
1: you just like rom-coms with a hint of travel, you're yeah. going to love it.
0: I mean, Netflix and hallmark i'm i'm talking you know this is a hallmark movie vibe yes but netflix is you know equally killing it but watch a tourist guide to love y'all come on i mean on the list it to me it hit every mark yeah rom-com travel asia vietnam great music cheesy jokes and then at the end they got well ah, no spoilers
1: but i do think that it gives a good like cheesy perspective but you do get to see a lot of real life glimpses of life yeah. in vietnam
0: i mean albeit it's like pretty um a pretty like clean in hollywood version of I all know. the destinations yeah but still it's enough to kind of just pique your interest to be like oh, this is what
1: I can kind
0: of see in
1: Vietnam. Yeah, I think it's a good watch.
0: Just don't go to Vietnam thinking it's gonna be this movie. It's just kind of like, you know, an appetizer, just to pique your interest to what it would kind of be like. But it is beautiful, it is great, and it's a necessary watch if you love travel and rom-coms. Anyways, Megan, let's hit them with the number one culture shock. Like, what hits you in the face right when you get out the airport?
1: yeah i would say we kind of already mentioned this but traffic like i i just think if you're staying in one of the major cities that we mentioned the vibe is like you walk out of your apartment kids need to stay close to you there are cars and motorcycles going everywhere and it's loud Um, ten
0: times motorcycles
1: yeah there's not there's just a little bit of chaos and, right. and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I do think that it's one of those cultural differences that's going to yeah. kind of hit you in the face yeah. and make you want to take grabs, which is the local Uber yeah. kind of everywhere just to avoid having to navigate that by yourself. Um, so I would say that was a big cultural moment. And, and also in, in Hoi An, which we'll kind of share more about that there is kind of that also maybe Southeast Asian cultural moment in a tourist place where you kind of get Um, overloaded with people People selling people just sell you stuff all the time
0: or people might even stop and take a picture of you yeah
1: you just kind of have to get used to somebody wanting to sell you something all the time and then just say no thank you and carry on but like our kids initially were like wait why why aren't you like having a conversation with every person that wants to come talk to you so rude yeah and i'm like i'm not being rude i'm just saying no thank you no thank you no thank you and then they got it the kids got used to it because after a while they picked up the vibe that okay it's not just three people that are trying to sell something to my parents yeah it's everyone it's everyone so i would say that's a little bit of a cultural shock but
0: i would say i mean even growing up in asia uh and and on that trip specifically we even were coming from malaysia and i got like culture shock because i was just not used to it yeah you know i was like there are so many motorcycles the sounds the the weaving through traffic it was just a lot but after a a while you just kind of like you got used uh, to it yeah yeah it's kind of like you're uh, if you ever seen like ants walking in and out your yard like you kind of just have to like if you're crossing a road just go for it they're not gonna hit you okay you You know what i'm saying that's true you just gotta be confident and you're like i know where i'm going and this is the direction i'm going and they're like I I see you. I see you in your confidence.
1: That's what I mean. Like with the organized chaos is that people just go for it because truthfully, there would never be a safe moment to cross the road by like American standards. There's just so many cars, but local people are crossing the road all the time because they're just confident and drivers are looking for people crossing the road and they just go around you. But I just remember having to have this moment where I'm like, I just have to go. Just I have just go. have to walk. I have to commit. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. But yeah. All right.
0: Okay, let's talk about the top experiences like what people go to Vietnam for. Well, you know what I'm saying? The yes. places, the things, what to do, all that kind of stuff. I'll kick us off. Okay. One of the one of my favorite things that we did there was a Ha Long Bay cruise. We did like a 2 or 3 night cruise where we got on a cruise ship but I'll be like very small one. You're out in the ocean, but you know you're as you open your window you'll see all of a sudden you're passing by like a towering rock formation like a like a baby island and there's not just one. There's like thousands of them. You know and your cruise ship is just like weaving through all of them and you'll do like fun excursions like go kayaking and there'll be like a hidden beach somewhere. And then there's also... But one of the islands is called Katba Island. And that is also where the movie Kong was filmed. And you just see like these hills. So many hills. Thousands of hills. And then there's rice paddy fields going in and out of them. And we spent a day there biking, eating some food, spending time with some locals there. And so the whole Ha Long Bay thing is huge. Uh, we loved it. What else is there?
1: No, I would say Halong Bay definitely lived up to the hype. Yeah. Um, okay, so another city that people love to visit, and I would say it was one of my favorites too, is Hoi An.
0: That's the whole reason we went to Vietnam.
1: If you look up a picture of Hoi An, you're going to be convinced that you need to visit Vietnam. It's just picturesque. I mean, how would you describe it?
0: It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. I mean, you are surrounded by an ancient old city, you know, Vietnamese culture to the brim and then there's like beautiful bridges surround and there's a river going through the city and then there's these long boats and then every single night it's just a party. An attack on all senses. We're talking lanterns. You go on this boat rides with like uh, a gondola person. Yeah What'd you and call you can,
1: that. You can a gondola. A gondola persona. person
0: and then you, you know you pay him like a little bit of money and he gives you these lanterns yep and you make a wish and you float it down the river it's a, it's everything you want like An ancient Asian city to be like.
1: Yeah, and it's really fun. It's really beautiful. I mean, I would say that it's definitely worth a visit. There is a part of me that wishes that they found a better balance between like the historical, beautiful part of what Mm -hmm. that city is and then it being like tourist central. Because you do feel like after a few days there, like we actually stayed in, we actually stayed in Hoi An for almost two weeks, yeah. And after like two nights, we didn't go downtown at night. Because like the lanterns and everything draw a new crowd every day yeah. and you just kind of get fatigued. It was really fun to do it once. Yes. But then we kind of avoided that scene from for the rest of our stay because it was like so touristy. I mean, it was but like, still beautiful. So I like I would tell people to still go. Yes. Yeah, it was definitely an experience, but. Since we were staying there for a long time, yeah. we did other stuff I at night. I would
0: spend like three nights there.
1: Yeah. You know? If you're planning like a, like a bebop around the country.
0: You hop off the taxi and you immediately like you can take selfies with a Siberian husky or like they'll set up like a lantern photo opting. Yeah. And you go take pictures with that.
1: But then during the day, it's really beautiful, like the old city, especially. Like you were saying that one of your favorite things was to leave the Airbnb because they didn't allow cars on that road mm-hmm. before 10 a.m. Yes. So you'd go get breakfast and coffee on your bike, and it just felt yeah. idyllic. Our
0: Airbnb came with a bicycle. And so you could also rent scooters, uh, which, but then, you know, I'm a confident scooter driver, but I'm not a confident Vietnamese scooter driver. Big difference. Uh, but yeah, I got a bicycle and I would go get coffees in the mornings and things would just calm. Like you would see like uh, couples taking their wedding photos and you I would go to these coffee shops. We had, they also had great like restaurants there. And Hoi An is also a popular place for people to, people to get custom suits, custom tailor-made dresses, whatever you want there. And so like that's another big reason why people go we did you know, we opted out of that.
1: We opted out of that. But I mean, yeah, I've heard people, it's a great deal to get yeah. something made while you're there. Okay, moving on, another place that I would recommend that you need to visit is to head up north to Sapa. Yes. So we took an overnight train from Hanoi to Sapa, which was an experience in and of itself. It was really affordable. Um and yeah, I mean, it was just kind of a basic train cabin, but we all slept great. The girls thought it was like so much fun. And once we got to Sapa, Sapa itself is is a cool mountain town. There's a lot of history. But what made the experience is we stayed at the Topas Eco Lodge. Ugh. Look it up. If you're going, this was one of my favorite places that we stayed that entire year of travel.
0: Maybe in my top three hotels that we've ever stayed at.
1: It was luxurious, it was beautiful, everything was picturesque, the service was top notch, and you just can't get over where you are. I mean, you are just in the middle of the mountains, you have rice fields all around you, you're eating incredible food at every meal, the accommodations were top-notch this isn't an ad but it should be yeah because everybody needs to just stay there even if it's just a night we only stayed for one night which honestly is a regret we should have stayed for two why did we do that because we were on a budget yeah. but What we did, though, is we checked in so early that we got there at the beginning of the day because we literally got off our overnight train and took like a grab. All this
0: this is on our YouTube channel, by the way. Yes. Start with the overnight train video and just watch us struggle. Watch it unfold. But then watch the end of the video to see where we end up.
1: Yeah, that's true. Okay, so anyway... We checked in early that day, and then the next day, we basically stayed even after checkout to eat one more meal. So you can definitely capitalize on a one-night stay, but I'd recommend to at least stay there for two nights.
0: Absolutely. And go hiking in the rice fields. Go enjoy a day in your infinity pool on top of a mountain, overlooking every single... like rice field and valley i mean just gorgeous
1: it's breathtaking so
0: Sapa and topaz eco lodge definitely add that to your list uh another big reason why people go to vietnam is of course for the food now when we were in hoi an we actually did a food tour with a guy named harry he was the number one airbnb experience of hoi an and he lived up to the hype
1: We're going to leave his information below because you most definitely need to connect with him if you head to Hoi An.
0: Remember the name, Harry from Hoi An. And, you know, he... What happened that day? We met him at, like, somewhere. I don't know. So we met Harry. He took us on uh, not just any kind of food tour. He took us on a very special, um, like, kind of behind-the-scenes tour. We walked through... Uh, this rice field to get to a guy that made special noodles um, that's been making it for like decades, showed us the traditional ways of uh, making desserts, making noodles, uh, uh, how people harvested um, uh, sprouts. Is it called sprouts? We call them tauge ge in, in, in yeah, Malaysia. Yeah, they were sprouts. Soybean
1: sprouts. Yeah. Uh,
0: that you add to noodles. Anyways, all these cool things. And then in the midst of that, you gain a new friend. But, I mean, if you're going to Vietnam, any food tour is going to be great. Try all the things. You may not like all of them, but you're going to find something that you really like. And you're going to walk away going, man, I did that.
1: Yeah. And I think tours in general, this would be one of my like overall tips is we utilize tours. We did another tour where we went on um, bucket boats Are another popular tourist excursion Mm, in Vietnam. You can look them up, but they're basically these hand woven boats. But then they do these wild things and spin them like crazy. And it's like a whole experience that. I mean, I would say you should do if you're there. Um, so yeah, but we, we took it- We went crabbing. We went remember? crabbing in our bucket boats. <laughs> yeah. It was, the girls still remember that excursion. That's how you know it was I mean, a fun I one. I remember it. But I think we utilized tour guides in Vietnam because with the cultural differences and navigating it, it was just a lot easier and a lot less stressful to just book a tour and have somebody show up and take us. We even like hired a tour guide to kind of plan our trip to Sapa because navigating the train system again we had been traveling for a while we were feeling a little fatigued i was like i just need help i just want to make sure i get on the right train and i'm going to the right place and so i'll leave the link it was friends
0: friends travel
1: friends travel yeah in vietnam we can leave their link below too but if you're heading there it would just be a great resource to reach out and connect so that you're not alone in planning your itinerary
0: yeah and i was going to go into this later later on in the podcast but I want to just hang on here for a second okay. about this whole tour agency thing, because I don't think it's like, I can't stress enough how, you know, the infrastructure in Vietnam may not be as accessible to tourists, you know, and I just want to paint the picture. Okay. Okay. So in order for us to get, get to the, the town where the Ha Long Bay cruise left out of, I mean, there's no way to get there unless you drive. Right, And so a tour agency is going to get you connected with drivers. So anytime we wanted to go somewhere, they would say our driver is ready at your Airbnb for you. Right. Like that's the vibe. And then like when we went to for the overnight train to Sapa, we had a, again, the same driver show up to our Airbnb, take us to the train station. And then when we got to the train station, this is the crazy part. They we didn't go get tickets or anything like that because I mean, I would not know even how to. Yeah, we sat at a lounge at a hotel, and then someone came out of like the kitchen and they were like, Come, follow us. And so we walk out the back door of this hotel, and then they walk us through this maze of a train station up and downstairs, and then it took us straight to our cabin. There was like 10 trains that night, you know, and I would not even, there were no signs. There was no like, buy tickets here, nothing. No. It was just- And
1: they walked us on the train all the way to our cabin, which again, I wouldn't have known. Like it was just a chaotic scene, but because we had them, it was so easy. It was,
0: yeah, seamless.
1: And we, and again, we're well-traveled people. We usually travel- Alone apart from tour guides, we like booking tours be- sometimes, you know, especially if it's a unique experience. But this was the first time that we utilized like a proper tour company. We were like, these are all the places we want to see. Yeah. These are all the modes of transportation that we're interested in taking. Yeah. Plan it for us. Exactly. And they did. And literally, it made our time in Vietnam so awesome. Exactly. And it wasn't that expensive. So. Yeah
0: um all right couple more honorable mentions places that we wish we went to that we didn't get to see and then we'll jump into some family tips for all you families out there uh but couple honorable mentions uh we want to mention the province or area called ninbin and it's from what i see megan it is just you know, kind of the same vibe of Vietnam, but mountains and rice fields, but like these gorgeous rivers that kind of weave through these little towns.
1: Yeah, we didn't get the opportunity to go there.
0: No, um, that's something I wish we did kind of maybe spend the night, you know, somewhere by the river. Uh, there's a beautiful waterfall. I hope I'm saying this right, but it's Ban Gheok, Ban Gyeok, but it's on the border of China and it looks like Curvisa waterfalls in uh croatia just emerald pools you know not just one waterfall i'm talking like i don't know 30 40 of them and so this really beautiful you know waterfall if you're adventurous that would be a place and then they also have island destinations and they have the island of Fukuok. i hope i'm saying this all right uh but you can reference all this look it up on google but it's another when i look at pictures i'm like vietnam has everything
1: they have everything and we didn't give a proper shout out the coffee culture Mm. is top notch we did a egg coffee class an egg coffee that's like a very popular vietnamese drink that you have to try it's like so sweet um but yeah we did like a proper class to learn how to make it and it was really fun so strong it was
0: fun it originated in hanoi Because during the occupation, you know, the local people were, you know, seeing this coffee culture come in from Europe. And they're like, oh, we don't, we can't afford milk. And so there's a bartender in Hanoi that said, I'm going to create my own like creamy coffee. And he figured it out. Using eggs. Using eggs. And I mean, we made it and tried. It was so
1: good. They're also, Vietnam is known for pho. Yes. You can get pho anywhere, everywhere, all the time. Really affordable, really delicious. Yeah. Um, and then banh mi was another
0: banh mi is very like,
1: popular thing that was served everywhere we went.
0: But but in Vietnam, it was just a whole other level. I mean, right. I even went to the place where the late and great Anthony Bourdain went to and, you know, of course, stood in the line, got the banh mi. I, that was like our first meal in Vietnam. And so, yeah, food is amazing, drinks are amazing. Um, do all of that let's get into some family tips
1: family tips let's hit them okay so i would say one of the things that you need to look up if you're staying in a major city just search kids cafes they're really popular they have various names it's not just one company but essentially you're walking into an a play area for kids and there's also a cafe for adults. Yep. Sounds really, I'm explaining something that the title already said, <laughs> um, but it was really cool because, you know, it can get really hot in Vietnam. So on days where Colin had to work or we were hanging back, we'd head to a kid's cafe. The girls would play for hours and we could order lunch and drink a coffee and work. While we were all hanging out in the same space, yep. and it was just amazing. So if you're headed there, make sure to look up kids cafes. What's another and one? And it's
0: not just a, a Vietnamese thing. I would say I would think I'd say it's an Asian thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and these like are beautiful. I don't think about these are not like the Chick Fil A playground where I'm no. like, oh, my kid's gonna get the flu here.
1: They're like beautifully curated play areas like maybe there's like a cafe and then there's like a vet clinic it kind yeah. of felt like a mini children's museum like yeah. what you would experience if you paid to take your kids to a children's but just museum well
0: done affordable for all you like digital nomad families
1: very clean
0: working moms and dads like
1: free wi-fi
0: kids cafe that's your that's your go-to yeah uh the next on the list for families and for anyone really is just download the app grab I mean, I can't tell you how many times we ordered food in, you know, after a chaotic day of sightseeing and getting the right photos. And for us, we we would be filming all day. And then we would get back to the Airbnb or the hotel. And I'm like, the last thing I want to do is go out and eat and sit at a restaurant again. Yeah. And so, even though a lot of what you see in the app will be in Vietnamese, sometimes they'll have subtitles uh, or they'll have pictures. Um, and we ordered a lot using Grab another experience I forgot to mention this before but one thing you have to do okay (laughs) if you're a parent maybe just do this by yourself and just kind of take turns but if you want to go to the grocery store just get a Grab bike experience there's nothing like it there's nothing like walking out of your door you didn't get to do this because you were you know with our kids most of the time but whenever I had to like go grab something (laughs) Grab uh, you know i was just looking forward to it yeah just that experience of meeting a total stranger hopping on their motorcycle and you don't even have to talk i hopped on the back and just weaving through the traffic it's just so exhilarating it was like a free disney ride <laughs> i mean so the grab bike experience you can do this in thailand too in other countries ah i just love it um last but not least Vietnam, Megan. What would you rec? Where would you rank this if a family is like, whether they're seasoned travelers or new travelers, and they're taking their kids?
1: Yeah, I would say that, like? that it's very welcoming for kids. Like, I think that our kids had a great experience there. But I wouldn't say that this should be your first ever international trip because of some of the things that we mentioned. There yeah. is a level of culture shock, and I think your kids could thrive. But I don't know, I'd want to get their feet wet and put them in some different situations before I just told you, go to Vietnam first. Because I do think there are other like less intense places to visit that I would probably suggest as your first international destination as a family. Like Um, Ireland. But it's definitely one to put on your list. We had a great time. And honestly, before we went, I didn't know how diverse the country was. I mean, we've mentioned all these different things from the mountains to the coast, to the culture, the food. It was so rich and vibrant in culture that it kind of stands as one of those places that's like uniquely its own. Yes. Like there's nowhere else like it. It's uniquely Vietnam. And so I'm so thankful that we had the opportunity to visit. And I definitely recommend putting it on your bucket list, whether you visit this year or next year, We give it two thumbs up. Yeah.
0: Or even add it on, like make a Southeast Asian tour and go to like two or three countries. Yeah. You know, and add Vietnam to the list. Um, So there you have it folks. If you do end up going to Vietnam, let us know. Like does this, is this helpful for you? Are you interested in going? I hope you are. Uh, But come back next week for more family travel. All things family travel. Parents do not forget to pack snacks. We'll see ya.
1: Bye!